Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches a special Christmas sermon entitled, Good News of Great Joy, preached December 23, 2018. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Good News of Great Joy. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. In his book, The God Delusion. Scientist Richard Dawkins says that those who believe in God are deceived. Speaking about you. That does not mean Dawkins is not a worshipper. He worships creation rather than the creator who is blessed forever. But the truth is. We are not the ones deceived. The Bible speaks about the deceitfulness of sin. Not only that, the Bible also says that the people of this world are without God and without hope. Dr. Dawkins can preach only Bad news and pessimism. Let me tell you, a mere chance material universe he believes in cannot give us good news of great joy. Today, your pastor, I bring you good news of great joy. News of our Heavenly Father's gift to us. This gift is His own Son. This gift is wrapped in flesh, wrapped in rags, wrapped in grave clothes, and finally wrapped in eternal glory. During this Christmas season, many will unwrap gifts given by parents and friends and relatives. Some gifts may disappoint us. Others will give us a little joy for a little season. The gift that heaven gives us also needs unwrapping. In the 8th century BC, Isaiah prophesied, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the Prince of Peace. Friends, our great need is not for material things. We are in need of a divine person. One described by Professor John Murray as the conjunction of all that belongs to Godhead and all that belongs to manhood. 
who was in the likeness of sinful flesh. Mary says, this one was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Made of a woman, made in the likeness of men, manifested in the flesh. Professor Murray concludes, Christ came into the closest relation to sinful humanity, that it was possible for him to come without thereby becoming himself sinful. As the Apostle John declares, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The divine person was the firstborn child of the Virgin Mary. The virgin birth is a distinctive essential Christian doctrine and when we unwrap this gift we will experience great and everlasting joy this unwrapping calls for the assistance of the Holy Spirit and the full resources of our mind will and affections Luke, the historian, received this glorious truth of the virgin son from the virgin Mary herself while he was in Judea researching for his gospel. I want to speak about three things. The good news promised, the good news performed, And the good news proclaimed. First, the good news promised. Luke 126 through 38. The angel Gabriel was sent to a poor yet pious girl in her teens. Who lived in Nazareth of Galilee. The angel told Mary that she had found grace in the sight of God, grace that caused her to rejoice and be addressed as the blessed. He said that she would be pregnant and give birth to a son, though she was a virgin. Mary then asked how a virgin could conceive without knowing a man. Gabriel told her that God, the Holy Spirit, would accomplish it. Friends, God explains what is puzzling to man. Are you baffled by the miracle of creation ex nihilo? The virgin birth, the resurrection, the new heaven and new earth? The answer to all these puzzles and mysteries is God. God created all things. God caused the virgin to conceive. God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. God will raise us also up from the dead. And God will create 
new heaven and a new earth. I said, nothing is impossible with God. Gabriel told Mary, harking back to the Lord's own words to Sarah. In Genesis 18:14, is there anything too hard for the Lord? This is God's explanation for all the miracles recorded in the scriptures. Unlike the aged Zechariah, the teenager Mary believed God's word of promise, saying, I am the Lord's servant, may it be to me as you have said. She confessed what every believer must confess. That the triune God is Lord and we are his born slaves. We are to surrender to God and do his will. In fact, Paul called himself Paulos Dulos Christuesu, Paul, a born slave of Christ Jesus. Have you confessed with your mouth, Jesus is your Lord? Have you said with Mary, thy will be done in me? The son of Mary is the son of God to whom is given the throne of David. He is the everlasting king. This son will conquer all evil. And ushering the kingdom of peace for all his people. In the Son, God is visiting his people to save them from all their enemies. This Son is the gift of God, the seed of the woman who came to crush the head of the serpent. He is the seed of Abraham in whom all the families of the earth will be blessed. Jews and Gentiles. He is the seed of David. He is Jesus, the son of Mary. God chose this name for him. Through Eve, a woman who was deceived, a curse came into the world. Through Mary, a woman who believed, a son came into the world bringing eternal blessings to all his people. He was, as John Murray says, the product of a supernatural begetting. He was a supernatural person. And he was supernaturally preserved from all defilement. Mary trusted God's word in spite of what this virginal conception and birth could bring to her. Even possible shame, slander, alienation, poverty, divorce, and even death by stoning. She trusted God to deal with any problems that would come about due to her faith in the promise of God. 
Let me ask you, do you trust God in spite of the trials it will surely bring? Jesus said, in this world, you have trouble. But rejoice, I have overcome the world. Point number two, the good news performed. Luke 2, 1 through 7. Centuries before, Micah had prophesied the exact location of the birth of the Messiah. He said, but you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. That means Jesus Christ is eternal. In the fullness of time, the eternal son was to be born in Bethlehem because the son of David must be born in the city of David. The supernatural person took upon himself perfect human nature. As Jesus himself declared, before Abraham was born, I am. He is, Jesus is the I am who I am in human flesh. It was God's decree that the Messiah be born in Bethlehem. But how could a poor pregnant girl from Nazareth betrothed to Joseph, a very poor son of David, give birth? To Jesus in Bethlehem, 80 miles south of Nazareth. God himself brought it to pass. Caesar Augustus was emperor of Rome from 27 BC to 14 AD. He was born Gaius Octavian, the grandnephew of Julius Caesar who adopted him as his son. He later became the first emperor of Rome and was the architect of Pax Romana. Having put an end to all civil wars, in 27 BC, the Senate gave him the title Augustus, the exalted one, which may also mean divine. Called Savior and Lord by the people, Augustus was the most powerful person in the world at that time. Of his own free will, he sent out a decree that a census for taxation purpose should be taken in all the Roman Empire. In Judea, every person was required to go to the birthplace of his forefathers. This decree of Caesar, Augustus, brought Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem, the city of David, for registration. 
This happened so that Jesus the Messiah could be born there in fulfillment of God's word through Micah. Caesar Augustus, the emperor of the Roman Empire, gave a decree to fulfill the decree of God the Father, the sovereign of the universe. The same was true of Judas, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sanhedrin, the high priests, and Pilate, when they handed over Jesus Christ to be crucified for our salvation. Caesar Augustus gave the external peace of Pax Romana. Yet the philosopher Epictetus said, while the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, he is unable to give peace of heart, for which the philosopher said, man yearns more than even for outward peace. God sent his son in the fullness of time, To give us this peace of heart. The peace of God that transcends all human understanding. Will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, said St. Paul. Joseph and Mary arrived early in Bethlehem. Soon after... They arrived, she began to experience contractions. And the time came for her to give birth. They urgently began knocking on the doors of various homes in Bethlehem, looking for a room and privacy for the birth of this child. But friends, no one wanted this couple to upset their ordered Lives. Who wants to hear the cry of a newborn baby? Who wants to have an unclean woman in the house? Who wants to serve as a midwife to help and comfort the mother? The people of Bethlehem behaved like the priest and the Levite who passed on the other side when they saw the injured traveler left for dead on the road. They had no room for Mary and her son. They did not want to get involved. John later spoke of this. He came to his own, but his own received him not. This poor couple had a little home in Nazareth. But in Bethlehem, they were homeless. Many years later, Jesus would say, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Yet finally, he too found a place to lay his head on the cross. Paul tells us, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Friends, do you know pastor, your pastor is rich? And do you know you are rich? We have been made rich by the poverty and Christ's death on the cross. We are rich, sir. Finally, Jesus was born in a cave where the cattle were kept. Mother Mary herself wrapped him in rags and laid him in a manger. There lay God in the feeding trough. He became homeless that we might have a home in God. As later he promised, do not let your hearts be troubled. In my father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you I am going there to prepare a place for you. Number three, the good news proclaimed, Luke 2, 8 through 20. The most important event in the history of the world was the birth of the Son of God. Heaven itself announced this birth. Just as we sent out birth announcements to friends and relatives, So God also announced the birth of his son Jesus, the son of David and the son of Mary. To whom did he disclose this marvelous event? Not to Caesar Augustus the emperor or Herod the king or the Sanhedrin or even the high priest. The first shall become last, and the last first. God chose to disclose this stupendous salvation event to the despised shepherds of Bethlehem, who were caring for the sheep to be sacrificed in the temple. The Orthodox Jews looked upon the shepherds as being ceremonially unclean. They were seen as liars and were forbidden from giving witness in a court. Yet God chose the lowly shepherds to hear the gospel from the angels. Listen, friends, in Corinthians chapter 1, we find the way God deals with human beings. Brothers, think of what you were. When you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not nothing 
to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the scholar Dawkins? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Through the angels, God unwrapped the gift of his son to these nothings, the despised shepherds. So also he unwraps this gift to us who are also nothings. Who is this baby wrapped in rags and lying in the feeding trough in a cave? Let me tell you, he is the Holy One. Unlike us, Jesus was born sinless by supernatural preservation. And he lived a sinless life so that he could save sinners. He is the Son of God, the preexistent eternal Son. In his incarnation made himself poor by taking upon himself human nature. Isaiah calls him mighty God, everlasting Father, Emmanuel, Prince of Peace and so on. Micah says he is the one whose origins are from of old, from ancient times, that is from eternity. He is the great I am. Who is he? He is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed deliverer promised in the Old Testament. He defeats all our enemies and sets the captives free. He binds the strong man, the devil, and sets us free and proclaims the year of jubilee that will have no end. Who is he? He is Lord. He alone is God and sovereign. The one lying in a manger wrapped in rags is Yahweh. The God of Israel. As John Murray said, the creator of all became creature and the immortal became mortal. The God, God was put to sleep in the animal's feeding trough. Who is he? He is the everlasting king in fulfillment of the Davidic covenant. God promised David that one of his sons would become the eternal king. Isaiah says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Jesus rules forever over all. 
No one can be saved without fully embracing his absolute kingship. Surrender to him and be saved is the message of Gabriel. Who is he? He is the savior. The Old Testament spoke of God as savior. Mary praised him as my savior. Listen, if you are Roman Catholic, Mary was a sinner who needed a savior and Mary's son would save her from all her sins. Caesar was called a savior, but he was important being a sinner himself to save people from their sins. This baby wrapped in rags and sleeping in heavenly peace was sent to save sinners. There is no other savior. Who is he? He is Jesus. His name means the Lord saves. This name was chosen not by Mary or Joseph, but by God the Father himself. He is the greater Joshua whose mission is to save his people from their sins. And you are saved and I am saved. Friends, have you opened this gift? Let me ask you, are you one of his people he came to save? Then he will save you. God became man that he may die for our sins. He was crucified because the wages of sin is death. Jesus Christ, God, man, died in our place so that we sinners, enemies of God, might be reconciled to God and enjoy peace with God, peace with others, and peace with him. Paul says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Not just become righteous, righteousness of God. Micah prophesied concerning this Messiah who would be born in Bethlehem. And this is what Micah said. And he, that is Jesus, will be their peace. And he is our peace. Jesus Christ is our peace. He achieved this peace for us through the cross. As Paul says in Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. Let me read it to you. For he himself is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. 
he came and preached peace to you who were far away meaning gentiles and peace to those who were near meaning jews for through him we both have access to the father by one holy spirit this peaceful sleeping baby wrapped in rags would soon be wrapped in grave clothes he had to die that we may live and die in peace but he would also leave his grave clothes to be wrapped in glory all of heaven therefore sang with great joy in the presence of god the father glory to god in the highest and on earth peace among those of god's good pleasure in time this baby will reveal the glory of god as none had ever done before jesus prayed to his father i have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do it is he who taught us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name the purpose of god isaiah said would be fulfilled in this messiah peace on earth among those of god's good pleasure means salvation through christ comes to the elect of god by divine initiative through his son the holy savior his name is jesus for he shall save his people meaning the elect if you are not his elect you will spit on the face of jesus by refusing to surrender to him but let me tell you God exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow yes. and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of God the Father. Amen. The great fear due to our sin against God is replaced by great joy. which shall be to all his people all who make room for jesus in their hearts through repentance and saving faith all who respond to this gospel as mary and the despised shepherds did may god help us God help us all to unwrap this gift package from heaven which came to us in the fullness of time it is the divine person the holy one the son of god christ the lord the eternal king our savior his name is jesus the hope of this world Sir he is no longer wrapped in rags or grave clothes but in glory 
and he is seated on a throne on the right hand of God the Father soon he shall come again in glory to this earth to glorify his people and judge his enemies as we read in Matthew 25:31 through 46 therefore in conclusion i plead with you to make room for him he will take your miserable confused peaceless disorganized cursed life and save you and make you his sons and daughters receive him today in your heart that you may join mary and joseph and the angels and the shepherds in glorifying and praising god with eternal praise In Luke 7 Jesus told the sinful woman your sins are forgiven go in peace He says the same to us your sins are forgiven go in peace to the woman caught in adultery he said neither do I condemn you go and sin no more the publican pray have mercy upon me a sinner and we read he went home justified i say to you your sins are forgiven go in peace may we all go in peace today to celebrate christmas the birth of our lord and savior jesus christ the only savior of the whole yes. world let us pray heavenly father we praise you we were nothings condemned cursed destined to eternal damnation but thank you for saving us and we are saved we have peace with god we are reconciled to god we were prodigals but by your drawing your effectual calling we came back we are rejoicing rejoicing with joy unspeakable and full of glory lord we pray for those who are outside of Christ have mercy upon them save them that they may go in peace in Jesus name we pray amen Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the holy scriptures we have been proclaiming the whole counsel of god since 1974 through our weekly worship services our website resources and our publishing ministry For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Reverend PG Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.